it's Michelle and Izzy here with Perfectly Imperfect Relationships Podcast. Hi, hello everybody. It's so good to be back with you with Perfectly Imperfect Relationships. Um, today we're just going to explore the topic of traditions because recently we had Valentine's Day and it's kind of, there's this always this conflict about you know, we tend to put ourselves into two baskets. Yep, one, love Valentine's Day, use it as a tool to um, generate, you know, going away or buying myself a nice present that it's safe from my significant other. Or we use it as a day to really pause and remember to make our other people in our lives feel special. And then we've got the other side where People go, I hate Valentine's Day, you know, it shouldn't be, it's just a commercial thing. It's just to make money. You know, it's just about romance. It's not actually about relationships. It's not about putting into other people. It's just about buying stuff. I wanted to use Valentine's Day to just draw attention to traditions and just discuss a little bit about how traditions can actually work in our favor. And why we even gravitate towards creating traditions or to maintaining traditions. Uh, There's a quote by someone who kind of says something about the wording they use was about bridging. It's a tradition can be a way of bridging the past. So because something has been done in the past and done repetitively, it's become what we call a tradition. And then when we keep doing that tradition or keep feeding into that tradition, we are bringing it into the present. And then by bringing it into the present, we also have the potential to bring it into the future, to continually do it, to do it next time, to reinforce basically the tradition over and over and over. The way to check in whether the tradition is actually really working for you or not is why you started that tradition in the first place. Because sometimes over a period of time, we lose the meaning or the reason why that we did that. I know in St. John's over in Canada, they have this thing about kissing the lips of some sort of big fish. It's not a cod or something, it's something else. I heard about it the other day and I was like, why the heck would you do that? Why would, why would that be a tradition? And how... <laughs> How did that come about to begin with? And because it's a tradition that's been going on for years and years and years, people probably don't even know the reason why that was done in the first place. Or maybe there's just a a few different reasons and no one's really sure why. But people still do it. Now, why do we keep doing traditions, especially if we don't even understand why we're doing them? And I think it really comes down to the five needs that we talked about Um, a little while ago, especially in the first series of the podcast, when we're talking about how we all um, have these five core needs that we try and meet every day even. And they're core needs like certainty and variety, significance, connection or love. And then we have these other spiritual needs which are about growth and about contribution, contributing to society, contributing to something that is outside of ourselves. And I think that's where traditions play a part. Traditions actually create a certainty. So if you have the family tradition where you all sit down and eat dinner together every night or every Sunday afternoon, like in our, when I was growing up, we had a tradition that Sunday um, lunchtime was a roast and all the family sat down and ate together. 
Now, being young, looking back, I didn't understand why the heck we would do that. And as you get into teenage years, probably resented it even more. But uh, now that I'm an, an adult and a parent myself, I can see the value in that. I can see why you would create that tradition and try and keep it going within your family because it creates connection. It creates also a certainty that this is what this is what happens every Sunday afternoon. Now we all need elements of certainty in our life, whether that's certainty that at nine o'clock. 9am every morning you start your job or at 7.30 you get in your car and you drive to work or you catch the 7.34 bus. There's a certainty to your day. There's a predictability. There's, And with that certain certainty and predictability, there comes this assurance that your day is going or your week is going a certain way as it should. And it actually frees up parts of your brain to focus on other things because it's nearly becoming a habit. And when something's a habit, it's nearly like an automatic pilot. So then in the background, we've got these things running while we focus on other things. Certainty, we need some sort of certainty in our life. And sometimes the only certainty we have is that the sun is going to rise rise tomorrow. And that can actually be a good thing that the sun is going to rise tomorrow. I'm looking forward to the sun setting and then rising again tomorrow because then I know it's a new start. It's a new opportunity hopefully the next day won't be the same as the day before. We need the certainty sometimes to create balance in our life, especially when our life has so much variety. So if you have your own business um, or you have kids, multiple kids in your life that constantly throw different things around and their schedules change and what they want to do one day or what they want to eat one day changes from the next. Sometimes just being able to sit down and have that Sunday roast, which is the same thing, or you could create variety within the certainty if you wanted to, where it wasn't a roast you sat down to, but it was something different every time. But the tradition still stayed the same where you all sat down and ate lunch together on Sunday. What traditions give us is an opportunity to pause and reflect. And that is super, super important, especially in this day and age where life just keeps running over and over and over this, that, go there, be here, do that, do that, do this. Sometimes we do need to just take time out to reflect and go, is the trajectory in my life really headed in the right direction? Am I doing the things I really love and enjoy? Am I spending time with the people that really give back to me and that I get something out of it, not just that I give to them? Are these really people I should have in my life because I'm trying to create this world where I'm growing and changing and supporting others and being supported in turn? Is the tradition of Valentine's Day, commercialism aside, just to pause and reflect how I've treated my significant other since last Valentine's Day. And if it's not a significant other that you have now, maybe it's about how I've treated myself in the last year since Valentine's Day. Am I giving myself the time to rejuvenate within me? Am I filling my own love tank? Or is my significant other in my life, am I feeling theirs and are they feeling mine? Is there a give and take within your relationship? Then if you want to talk about love languages with a significant other, go back and listen to that podcast 
I know it's a bit longer, but it's thorough and it's good. I promise you, it gives you lots of things, lots of ideas and aha moments, I guarantee, about love languages, yours and your significant others. And the first three podcasts in this series about relationship with a significant other, really important too, understanding your love strategy over your love language and the difference between those two. Maybe Valentine's Day should just be a day where you both check in with each other, where you pause and reflect on how you're treating each other. Because love is an action word, people. We keep forgetting that. And it's not about going out and buying those chocolates or those flowers or that diamond ring or a weekend away. The action is in the love language and in the love strategy. I think just taking some time out, if you don't do this regularly within your actual relationship with a significant other or your relationship with yourself, to touch in regularly, whether it's every day, at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, it doesn't really matter, whether it's every week, whether it's on the weekend when you're you know, doing laps of the pool or you're going for that walk or you're sitting down and having that nice cup of tea or coffee uninterrupted for five minutes. Whenever you do that, however you strategize it, however you bring it into some sort of regular routine where you are checking in about these things, or whether it's you create a tradition that it's not, it's once a month. You know, I know couples that go on um, dates with each other uh, once a month. So one month, one significant other plans it for the other, and then vice versa, the other way around. So I'm not planning the date for me. I'm planning it for my significant other, what I think they would enjoy, how I can show that I love them by being thoughtful and and showing that I understand them. I understand their needs. I understand their likes and dislikes. I understand that they've got these dreams and fulfillment. Maybe it's that um, your significant other wants to do skydiving or, or go on a balloon ride, or maybe it's just that you want to hire a, you know, an Audi and go for a seaside um, drive with the, in a convertible with the top down. Maybe that's been a lifelong dream of your significant other. You going on a date where you actually plan that and you're fulfilling something for your significant other that you know that they desire shows that you really understand them, that you, you see that they've got needs, you see that they've got dreams, desires and wants, and you've been able to show through action that you understand that they'll see that as love. Well, they should do if they understand what love really is. So yes, traditions can be awesome things, people. Don't um, take them for granted and don't try and eliminate them from your life. Use them as opportunities to pause and reflect. Use them to create certainty in your life so that you can have variety in others. Use them to create significance with a certain particular other or with yourself. Use them as a way of connection, connecting to someone else or with yourself. Use them to do both. Remember why you started them in the first place? And don't forget that they're changeable. Change is not a bad thing. So if the tradition's not working for you anymore, change it. Make it, change it so just a little bit or a lot. Or wipe it all out and create another one. But understand why we do it. And it's really important to create that certainty. And I think that's really the key thing about why we like traditions even. 
You know, how many times are you drawn to the same Christmas movie? At Christmas time, you watch the same movie because there's something in it and there's something about it watching the same movie that's reminding you of the meaning of Christmas, maybe, or what you do around that time of Christmas. I mean, why do we have a birthday cake at a birthday party? Is it really because a birthday cake was actually seen as a special thing that you couldn't just access all the time, that it was a special thing to actually bake or make, that it actually takes effort to think about what sort of cake the person who's having their birthday would really enjoy? Do they like chocolate? Do they like vanilla? Do they want ice cream? Do they want a sponge? Do they want a mud cake? You know, all those sorts of things, you know, we can use that the tradition of having a birthday cake, to even show our love. What sort of cake they like? How they like it? Do they want candles on their cake or not? So use the traditions for a way of growth and contribution too. Because traditions can, like the birthday cake, is about contributing to your family or to someone else's life. Use traditions to help you grow by pausing and reflecting why you do it why you um, have that in your life or why you don't have that in your life. Maybe you need it in your life. Change is not a bad thing. It's actually part of our meeting our needs of growth and contribution. It's also change meets our need for variety. It meets our needs for connection. It also can meet our need for certainty. Don't be afraid of change. Use change Don't let it use you. So I hope you've taken something out of what today has been talking about. I promise I'll have a guest speaker on as soon as possible. But thank you for tuning into Perfectly Imperfect Relationship Podcasts. I hope your 2021 has started off well. And if you need any help in goal setting or want to check in about relationships, please drop me a line at empoweringyoucreatively at gmail.com. I um, have a writing business as well, help people self-publish. So anyone who's interested in starting or finishing their writing project, uh, whether it's for your own just pleasure or whether it's for self-publishing, drop me a line if you're interested or check out my website, empoweringyoucreatively.com. Otherwise, Bye for now from Perfectly Imperfect Relationships Podcast. Izzy out for now. Bye.